News. It's one o'clock. I'm Andrew Shirovsky. The headlines. Daily local COVID cases on the mainland more than double to over 3,500. The first mainland medical workers arrive in Hong Kong and are now working with their local colleagues. And the Consumer Council warns about cancer-causing substances in some children's toys. Daily local COVID cases on the mainland have more than doubled from yesterday to over 3,500 as authorities there continue to battle their biggest outbreak in two years. And following a similar move in neighboring Shenzhen, people in Dongwan have entered their first full day of a week-long lockdown. Vicky Wong reports. The National Health Commission reported 3,507 new locally transmitted infections, up from 1,337 a day earlier. The northeastern province of Jilin, which is under lockdown, again accounted for most of the local cases, with 3,076. Elsewhere, Guangdong province saw 48 infections, 39 in Shenzhen and the rest in Dongguan. Dongguan health officials will now conduct several rounds of testing on the city's 10 million population. The first group of 75 doctors, nurses and assistants from hospitals in Guangdong province have arrived in Hong Kong to help with the fight against COVID. Aaron Tam with the details. The medical staff work in respiratory, nephrology, cardiovascular and other departments closely related to the treatment of elderly patients. They'll provide medical care at the community treatment facility at Asia World Expo where patients are mostly elderly and have underlying diseases. The mainland medical staff will work to reduce the number of severe and fatal cases. Undersecretary for Food and Health Choi Tak-yi said the medical staff will boost services in the community treatment facility so that patients can receive better care. The head of a public doctor's group, Tony Ling, says mainland medical workers operating in Hong Kong will have certain medical decisions signed off by local medics. He was speaking after the first group of mainland doctors and nurses arrived yesterday in the SAR. They are now taking care of patients at the Asia World Expo treatment facility. Dr. Ling said the hospital authority hadn't yet given out protocols on exactly how mainland and local teams should collaborate, but he's been speaking to some frontline staff. As far as we can get the information from frontline workers, it seems that their songs of patients will be delegated to the mainland healthcare workers for the daily care. However, when the medical team of the mainland workers need to have certain medical decisions, such as a certain prescriptions or maybe discharge from the facilities. The Hong Kong medical workers and doctors will screen the cases and approve these decisions. A medical expert says now is not the time for Hong Kong to conduct universal testing, given the current pressure on manpower and healthcare facilities. Dr. Yang Lin from the School of Nursing at Polytechnic University said studies showed mass testing worked best when done in the early or late phase of an outbreak. The cases, I think the main power and the healthcare facilities could be a major obstacles because we have limited manpower and uh, medical resources. We should focus on the severe cases at the moment. But in the future, since we had the quarantine centers and isolation facilities for tens of thousands, we may not need to wait for like only few cases or dozens of cases. Dr. Yang suggested authorities should focus on doing PCR tests on high-risk citizens. For now, I think probably the testing capacity should extend more to the high-risk population like nursing homes, 
For now, we still rely on the RAT, which is not very optimal. Why not dispatch some, uh, you know, testing team to the elderly home for like doing the PCR? I think that's better for the RAT, the rapid antigen test. A government COVID advisor, David Hoy, says the authorities may give antiviral drugs to private hospitals if they are willing to take up COVID patients with mild symptoms. He says the pills will not be given to patients under home isolation because there aren't that many in stock. The Chinese university professor says public designated clinics and outreach teams under the hospital authority will be prescribing the drugs to patients, which will be more effective when they're given early. Health authorities have identified more than a 1,000 COVID cases following overnight lockdowns at seven public housing blocks across the SAR. The public housing estates were in Tunmun, Shamshui Po, Guntong, and Wong Tai Sin. Authorities sealed off the buildings yesterday after the coronavirus was found in sewage samples. The Consumer Council has warned that most poppet and squeeze toys it tested contain potential cancer-causing chemicals, and that the toys also failed to meet the European Union's safety standards. 29 such toys were bought from stationery shops, baby product shops, toy shops, and online stores. It found that 22 of them failed the EU's mechanical and physical test, while small parts and fluid leakage were, leakage were found in 15 models under abuse tests. The watchdog also said PAHs, potential cancer-causing impurities, were found in more than 85% of the samples, with one exceeding the upper limit of the German safety standard by nearly four times. It also found that the same product contained other potential carcinogen, DEHP, that is 250 times higher than Hong Kong's safety limit. Nora Tam is the chair of the Council's Research and Testing Committee. PAH is actually a toxic and carcinogenic, particularly the two-ring PAH, which is nephilim. And nephilim is very is volatile, and therefore it can be easily taken in by the children through breathing, uh, inhalation of that. And actually, two models had nephilim level exceed the upper limit of the German safety standard of almost 4 to 11 times. So although Hong Kong has no uh, regulation on the limit of pH set for toy and children's product, the toy belongs to this product, and you know the pH particular leveling is higher than the standard, I think it should not let your children to play around with this. The Consumer Council also called on authorities to step up enforcement against pharmacies that sell nasal sprays to people illegally. This comes after the watchdog managed to buy six products without a doctor's prescription. Nora Tam, the chairman of the Council's Research and Testing Committee, said people should consult with a doctor before buying a nasal spray to alleviate hay fever, saying drugs in the sprays can cause serious side effects if used incorrectly. Unfortunately, a lot of uh, the pharmaceutical com- company or the uh, drug stores, they do not really follow these kind of regulations. And therefore, I think it's a very, very important uh, government authority to step up of this kind of more patrol. On the other side, I think the consumer also need to bear in mind, these are prescription drugs uh, under the supervision for sale. And therefore, they should not just walk into the drug stores and ask for the drugs because it's not for their own benefit. And they might misuse it or they might cause some even adverse effect on their health. Top diplomat Yang Jiechi says China opposes what he described as false information that distorts or discredits its position on Ukraine. 
Xinhua News Agency reported his comments made during talks with the U.S. National Security Advisor Jake Sullivan in Rome. The talks came after both the Kremlin and Beijing denied reports that Russia had been asking China for help since the start of its attack on Ukraine. Speaking after the talks in Rome, the U.S. State Department spokesman Ned Price said Washington was concerned about any country supporting Russia. We are watching very closely the extent to which the PRC, or any other country for that matter, provides any form of support to Russia. It would be, of of course, the greatest concern if a country like the PRC were to be doing that, a country that, by the way, has tremendous leverage with Russia, and with that in mind, could do more than probably many other countries to bring an end to Putin's war of choice. An assessment by the United States Defense Department of the Russian campaign in Ukraine says that despite sustained bombing, bombing, almost all of Russia's advances have been stalled for several days. The Pentagon briefing adds that the Russians still have neither overall air superiority nor control of any of Ukraine's biggest cities. John Kirby is the spokesman for the Pentagon. The Russians clearly are expanding some of their target sets. Um, that's obvious just from the fact that over the last couple of days we've seen other targets hit uh, in Ukraine. It doesn't change, I think, our general understanding that they continue to be frustrated by a very stiff Ukrainian resistance. The government in Ukraine has said more than 4,000 people were evacuated from frontline cities yesterday through seven humanitarian corridors. In a video statement, the Deputy Prime Minister, Irina Verishuk, said three other evacuation routes did not operate successfully. Germany plans to buy up to 35 F-35 fighter jets made by U.S. firm Lockheed Martin and 15 Euro fighter jets as part of a major push to modernize the armed forces in response to Russia's attack on Ukraine. The F-35 purchase will replace Germany's decades-old tornado fleet. A short time ago, the Hang Seng Index was at 18,899. That's 632 points down on the previous close. Turnover stands at $145.1 billion. And in currencies, uh, a short time ago, the U.S. dollar was at 118.3 yen. The euro was at 1 U.S. dollar and 9 cents. And the pound was worth 10 Hong Kong dollars and 20 cents. The central government has been quoted by state media as saying it will ensure stable economic operations this year amid downward pressures and challenges facing China. Kenny Hodgart has the details. The mainland is targeting slower economic growth of around 5.5% this year as a property downturn and lacklustre consumption cloud the outlook for the world's second largest economy. State media say the government will keep growth, employment and prices within reasonable ranges. Specifically, Beijing will strengthen cyclical adjustments, work to stabilise growth and continue to deepen reforms and opening up. The reports say the Cabinet will increase financing for small firms, speed up tax refunds and also take any steps necessary to cope with challenges stemming from international developments. Let's take a look at sports. The English Premier League leaders Manchester City have dropped points against Crystal Palace. Their game at Selhurst Park ended in a nil-nil draw. The result means City now lead Liverpool by just four points. But there's no panic from manager Pep Guardiola. 
Well, we, we play a really, really good game. Uh, create a lot of chances, especially in the first half. Uh, difficult side, defend really well, tight, and they were with the rhythm. And uh, yeah, I thought a lot to make some changes, but uh, they were playing good. And always the guys were inside, <laughs> have the ability to score a goal. But um, yeah, at the end, we play more with emotion, they defend, and with their people. But uh, yeah, we, I think they, they were playing good. Patrick Vieira's Crystal Palace kept City off the score sheet for the second time this season, and the manager was happy to steal another point against the top team. He was, uh, he was hard. It was uh, a difficult game, of course. That is what he was expected. But I was really pleased with the players because we work hard, we work well, we defended well, and, uh, and we created a couple of uh, situations, a couple of chances. When you play against, uh, against City, you have to concede chances. And it's all about having a luck of the day, uh, on the day, but it's about as well um, putting a shift as a team. And I think we did it today. The luck just didn't just came out, came out like that. We, we fight for the luck, and, um, and it's about um, defending well as a team. And um, at times during the season, we, we struggled when we were in our difficult period in the game. But today, in the difficult period, we stick together. We've been defending well. And uh, at the end, they didn't score goals. They have a couple of chances, yes. But you expect those chances when you play against City. Karim Benzema has become the highest scoring French player in club football. He had two goals in Real Madrid's 3-0 win over Mallorca. That takes his career total to 413 goals, moving ahead of the great Thierry Henry. Though Benzema had to go off late with, a, with an injury and could miss this weekend's El Clasico. The win put Real 10 points clear of Sevilla at the top of La Liga. Benzema passed Alfredo Di Stefano last week when he scored a hat-trick against PSG to become Real's all-time top scorer. And in golf, Cameron Smith has won the Players' Championship after a nervous finish in Florida. Smith had a three-shot lead over India's Enerban Lahiri going into the final hole, but hit the ball into the water to score a bogey, just enough to keep the lead. Lahiri then failed to chip in from 41 feet, and that handed victory to the Australian. Smith by one by one shot closing on six under par 66. It was his second win in 2022, following victory at the Tournament of Champions in Hawaii in January. In tennis, Daniel Medvedev crashed out of the Indian Wells Master with, with the Masters with a stunning defeat to Gail Monfils that ended, with, ended the Russians' reign as world number one. Monfils took the match 4-6, 6-3, 6-1 in just over two hours to advance to the fourth round. It was the Frenchman's first win over top-ranked players since 2009. The result means Novak Djokovic will return to the top of the rankings next Monday, three weeks after Medvedev took his spot. And the weather, fine, hot in the afternoon, light winds becoming moderate easterlies tonight. In the outlook, it'll be cloudier with one or two showers on Wednesday and Thursday. Rather warm with sunny intervals during the day in the following couple of days. The temperature right now is 27 degrees and the relative humidity standing at a crisp 66%. And that's the news from RTHK.
Good afternoon and welcome to the 123 show with me, Sadia Osmani. Here we are again. It's Tuesday, which of course means that there's definitely some food and drink on the show's menu. After 1.30, my guest on Soundbite is Timothy Jerry. Born in southeast France, he has worked in a variety of famous Michelin-style restaurants. And he came to Hong Kong by mistake and ended up marrying and staying here and now works as a private chef. So he's an ideal candidate for Soundbite to share his special food memories with us. After 2 p.m., Andrew Dembina is back after a short break with his regular local and global food and drinks update. And then after 